What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Matt Brill, here to tell you guys about my friends from Big Friendly Productions. Now, they specialize in creating merchandise for bands, artists, and even lifestyle brands. With their in-house equipment, they can provide shirts, branded hats, and more, as well as some graphic design services. They offer order fulfillment to handle your online orders and ship your merch straight to your fans from their shop. Down in good old Birmingham, Alabama, baby. Now, whether you are getting your first shirt, you're just starting out, or you're going on a 40 show run, hit them up for all your merchandising needs. Check out their website, bigfriendlyproductions.com, or shoot them an email, merchandising at bigfriendlyproductions.com. Now, we're going to get into the episode. This is Outside the Round with Matt Brill. Also, make sure you guys like, rate, subscribe, tell your mama and them. And for more details and uh, to get in touch with the rest of the familia, visit raiserowdy.com. Now, let's get into it. Outside the Round with me, Matt Brill, a Raise Rowdy podcast. This is Outside the Round with Matt Burrill, a Rage Rowdy podcast. Yeah. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Outside the Round. Uh, it's your boy, Matt Burrill, and today we have got a very special guest, a new friend of ours, hailing from the great state of Oklahoma, which is one of my favorite states to go to. I think very underrated place. We got our girl, Caitlin Killian, with us. Caitlin, how you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Doing good. It is a Wednesday. It's like midway through the week. What is your week? What are your weeks in, here in Nashville like consist of? Like, are you writing a lot? Or you... Yeah, I've, I am. Um, most of the time I'm doing lots of rides. Um, okay. Just trying to get ready for the next project, you know? So we have uh, we have some new stuff coming up. Hell yeah. Working on a new project already again. And um, yeah, I'm getting excited for that. So, so I first saw you at the opening for our, our mutual good friend, Mr. Wyatt Flores, yes. um, at the Basement East. And that was back, I want to say, like over the summer, right? Was that over the summer, like in the spring? Uh, was it this, uh, maybe this or, or was it in the fall? Or was, or was is time just moving so fast it was in like September? I think it was in like September-ish, okay. maybe. So that's yeah. probably when it was, yeah, because that was my first time seeing you and I was out there with with Brendan Cato and some some folks from Wise team and they're like yeah this this girl's from Oklahoma too her name's Caitlin she's awesome and yeah. you you freaking killed it and I was like I'd love to have her on the podcast and get it get in the Caitlin Killian business before the rest of the world does as you're starting out and Thanks. here yeah. we are doing this podcast so how long have you been out here in Nashville um so at the top of this year it'll be going on two years oh so, awesome yeah before that we we were coming back and forth a little bit you know just getting in some studios and figuring out you know how everything out here worked, but, um, we, we came out here about two years ago and started writing and, you know, getting the feel of Nashville and it's a long drive coming from Oklahoma. It's a long fucking drive. Like, I, I love Oklahoma, <laughs> but I've done Oklahoma in a van before. Not the same as Oklahoma in a bus or Oklahoma by plane, like flying in the Tulsa or something, but it, it is a, that's, that's a lot of back and forth. So how, so when you were doing those back and forth trips, how long were you staying out here? Um, I mean, we come out here for like a week at a time. And then, um, after we all started, you know, moving out here and stuff, it was, we were staying in like Airbnbs for a while. So we were, I mean, that was like our home. We were just yeah. bouncing from Airbnb <laughs> to Airbnb. In, in all different sections of town, I bet too, Oh right? yeah. We were, <laughs> that's how we figured out where we wanted to live. So, um, like, you know, I, I kind of was familiar. I wasn't familiar when I first moved to town. I was living out in like Laverne. 
And um, I've lived in Laverne. <laughs> I've lived off Waldron Road. I've yeah. lived. I've dealt. I've been at the mercy of I twenty four getting in and out of the city. I mean, I I didn't mind it at first until I was moving out and I got. That was some weird, some weird stuff was going on. Yeah, that's kind That's Laverne shit for you. That's yeah, that's for that sure. Rutherford County shit. Some like scary shit. It's wild. <laughs> and you got like like Sam Ridley Parkway over there. Tons of cool restaurants, restaurants, and there's a Chick Fil A there, which is always a win. Like all kinds yeah. of good shit. Like on that exit just past Laverne, but there's some interesting shit over there. Like there's that, that there used to be that motel. I think it's like a big gas station now behind the dollar general mm-hmm. used to just be like a dollar general, like a shady motel with a bunch of big rigs parked. You're real, you know, like there's some shady. Sh- it, yeah. If there's a bunch of, of big rig, like trucks just parked down a motel, probably not the best motel to go in. And my house was like a mile up the road from that. So, <laughs> so all some kind- stragglers come over. Or- oh, you see all kinds of shit, you know, like a, a spot where there's a, there's a pilot, and there's a motel like that, like next to Never each said. other. Never oh, said. you see some wild stuff. So where in town did you end up, like when you so, fully got here? Um, I ended up. I kind of bounced around a little bit. Um, now we're we're down in Brentwood, but nice, Wilco, you made it. You I made it to made where it. everybody says that they want to live in Williamson County. Eventually. <laughs> That's like where they want to get to. And now you are there at a young age. I am, Caitlin. You you've done it. You've made it to Brentwood. Hopefully, hopefully it. You know, with Steve, it lasts. So. <laughs> We're crossing our fingers, but you yeah. Know. How long have you been over there? Um, since probably the top of this, like in spring okay, sometime. Cool. Yeah. So it's going on a year, probably getting close to a year. Yeah. Very different from Oklahoma. Yeah. Growing up on the family farm, right? Your far- sure. farmer's I'm a, daughter. I'm a farmer's daughter. Yeah. It's a lot different. This whole place is a lot different. How but. so? What would you say the biggest differences are for somebody from small town life coming to a metropolis? And you're you're living in the suburbs, so you're not even like living in the city city. But it's right. got to feel like the city for you it, coming oh, from a thousand acres in Oklahoma. For sure. Well, first thing is I got a Taco Bell, you know, and like McDonald's and a Walmart. You know, right up the street. It's just such a weird thing, you know. That it's that close to you right now? Yeah. I We haven't, so for a very, very temporary time, you know how they'll put like a subway and a quick trip or whatever? Yeah. You know, which we, we call them quick trips. Yes. Because <laughs> it's a quick little trip. It's a quick little trip. <laughs> yeah. But um, I'm like, holy crap, we got everything just right here. We just got, we moved up and got a Dollar General, you know, a couple years ago. So that was, that was pretty cool after I, you know, went off and moved, moved off from, from my hometown, but um, I've realized real quickly that there's a lot of things just at the tip of tip of your fingers here. But yeah, um, also not knowing my neighbors, it's been weird. Yeah, I don't know my neighbors either. Actually, I do know one neighbor, and I know they don't watch this shit because th- that's why I, they're different. So I'm living in like a subdivision, like right around the corner. It's nice. We we pay like HOA fees and shit. Like it's like yeah. a nicer neighborhood. I'm like this. I'm like this is a step up from when I was living in Laverne or or Antioch. Or as I've bounced around in my five years here, and the neighbors next to me are like they're like doomsday preppers. Oh. Like they're they're prep like they're doomsday. They think my house is owned by China. Oh yeah. And then I'm renting. I'm supporting the Chinese government by living there. And I'm like, I'm just your neighbor. I'm just <laughs> resident, just renting from this residential from this online t- company. Did they tell you that? Yeah, they've told me that. They're very interesting and and <gasps> weird and nice people. But oh, like, 
but just just oddballs. That's, There's just some oddballs there. Yeah. So not knowing your that's a pretty good thing that you don't know your neighbors because they could be doom, they could be preppers. Yeah. And, I mean, I've I've kind of wondered that too. I'm like, maybe I don't need to know my neighbors. Yeah. Well, I feel like Nash. It's 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 different too when you're when you have a house and you have a family and like you're planning the roots like that. It's different sure. than when you move to a place like this and you're like young and pursuing. Yeah. Because how old are you? I'm 25. You're 25. Okay, so yeah. you, you moved out here when you were 23. That's how old I was when I moved out here. Oh. I was 23 as well. I was coming from New York, though. Very different place okay. from small town Oklahoma. <laughs> Very different place. Like big city New York? Like suburbs. Okay. Like suburbs. So like like Brentwood to Nashville, but it's New York, so you got to cross like two bridges to get to the city and pay like $20 a bridge. It's stupid. You got to ask why. $20? Wyatt was just in, um, in New York last night. You got to ask Wyatt about touring through New York City. Oh, um, man, and yeah, the, the headache that those boys must have gone through. You can't play a show in New York City and not get a fucking parking ticket. Like the cops just look for buses and just put fucking $200. Dang. But it's like there's nowhere to park the bus. So what do you yeah. do? You just eat the tickets. I ain't never been to New York. So maybe one of these days. What's the biggest city you've been to? Would it be Nashville? I mean, I've been down to Texas, you know, cities too. Is there anything in Texas? I mean, there's sure? Dallas. Dallas. I've been to Dallas, Austin. Oh, so you've seen Dallas is so big that it's Dallas and Fort Worth. I mean, Houston's fucking massive. Yeah, I've been to Houston. Man, I've been because I'm from Oklahoma, you know. Yeah. I've been all over Texas, yes. but um, yeah, moving out here definitely. I feel like it was a lot bigger until I've been here, you know, for two years. Like, yeah. I mean, I kind of got it figured out. I can't believe I finally. Somewhat have it figured out. I don't always have to use my maps, you know. <laughs> I still so what I do. I I like I label locations in my Google Maps app. That's genius. So I have all these fucking little blue flags <laughs> in my Nashville map, like the city of Nashville. It's just it's just little blue flags, and it's friends that I haven't even talked to in like a few years. But just everything, everybody that I've met over the last few years, like locations where I'm like, I just want to type in their name and it'll take me there. Yeah. That's and I have that for all over the fucking city. <laughs> and I've been here five years and I still don't know my way yeah. totally around. I think just being able to live in a couple different places too has kind of made me more familiar, but that's been kind of shocking. Yeah. I never had to wait to go anywhere either, you know? No, in Oklahoma. The traffic here is like absurd. Oh yeah, there's more people in this city than probably the entire state of Oklahoma. <laughs> honestly. Even when even when O even when OU and OSU are in town or um uh, yeah. Are in session. Like, cause I know Stillwater, it's probably like Alabama, where in Alabama, the second and third largest city are Auburn, Alabama, and Tuscaloosa, Alabama, when college is in session or when there's like, when it's football season. When it's full, yeah. Yeah. But then when it's not, there's like small college towns. It's the same thing. It's got to be similar with Stillwater and Norman. It has right? to be. Yeah. I mean, I never really looked into that, but. Have you been to Stillwater? Oh. I yes. fucking love shout out tumbleweed. Shout out, to shout out Terry or, or not Terry. Carrie. Carrie, Carrie. I'm so sorry, Carrie. <laughs> cut Carrie, that out. Cut that. We'll we'll, we'll edit that in post. We probably won't because that require work. Because I'm the editor. Um, but our boy Carrie and tumbleweed is like literally one of my. And I've been through Oklahoma City. I've been through Tulsa. Been to um, I'm trying to think. There was one weird. I went to one town in Oklahoma. What the fuck was it? No, I've been to Eufaula, Oklahoma. Okay. Eufaula, yeah. wherever that is. We did a show with Mike Ryan out there. And then we went to somewhere in Oklahoma. It was like literally middle of nowhere. Like we showed up to this like ranch thing and they were burying a cow. Like a <laughs> cow was dead. And we we showed up and I'm just like, what 
like what is going on? Like we got we got out of the we got out of the I think no, we weren't in a van, we were in a bus. We got out of the bus and it's like these farmhands like dragging a cow right in front of the bus. And we're like, what the fuck is going on here? And it were was you like, in Oklahoma or in yeah, Medford? No, we were not in Medford. It was somewhere like west. Is that what so Medford, what is Medford, Oklahoma like? Um, it's north. Is that what you're asking? Like, what is it like? Like, how would you describe Medford, Oklahoma, to somebody like myself who hasn't been there? Hasn't um, had the pleasure of going to Medford. It sounds like what you just explained. Oh, it sounds like farmhands <laughs> dragging a dead cow somewhere. Um, it's very small. I feel like we kind of have, like, even in my class, there, I was one of the only farm kids in my class. But, we, we I mean, it's just a big farming community. Um, how many kids you graduate with? 17. Legit? <laughs> Legit. Fucking 17 and kids? I, I grew up with like two girls in my class counting myself. So there was, it was just a whole class full of boys. And um, like even in like elementary school, because we all played sports too. Like basically if you go to a small school, you have to play sports, you know? Yeah. There's not really an option. It's like well, you either play sports or. Like did you, how do you, how do you play sport? Or I guess there's more girls in other classes. Yeah. So we had like six on our basketball team. Forever. Did six people? Yeah. We had and, six girls. Because we didn't have any girls in my class. And you only have five on the... So was, you're playing the whole fucking game. Oh, for sure. I used to be fit back in the day. Man, I could run forever. I was slower than sin, but <laughs> I could run, man. See, I graduated with 390 kids. And the, my school's crazy. only gotten bigger. Yeah, and I was like a small... Our, we had our, my high school... My um, town had two high schools. So we had two high schools, each graduating around 400 kids. So if we were all together, it would have been like 800. We were pre-K through 12, all in the same school. Okay, yeah, that's what my um, my my girlfriend has a little as a little girl. Her little daughter, um, Charlotte, just started kindergarten, and it's mm -hmm. one of those K through 12 like private kind of thing. Yes. Yeah, because then you don't have to even learn a new school. Like you just you know where you know, everything is. You really do. But we did just build onto our school. Really? Yeah, we had a we got a new basketball gym, and we're like really fortunate our town's really pretty like lucky with it being that small yeah. you know yeah how many tornadoes have you experienced living in oklahoma because i feel like that's part of the oklahoma experience oklahoma missouri nebraska like you just deal with shit For like that sure. so okay talking about tornadoes yes first off, or twist do you twister? call them tornadoes or twisters or what what do you call them i mean tor tornadoes tornadoes but that's you've the seen the movie twister yes so i live i grew up like 10 minutes away from Twister. Oh, no like, shit. Waukeda? Yeah. Yeah. I grew up. No shit. Yeah. So that's been cool. Like, <laughs> it's like nobody goes there because, you know, it's really, really small. But, um, but yeah, that I'm, I'm from Twister country. But I've only experienced probably a lot. It never hits Medford. Like, the town isn't. Well, as long as I've been living there, we've never been. <laughs> yeah. Hey, knock on wood, you know. Yeah. But, um. Uh, probably, I want to say I was in like high school and a tornado did come through and, you know, I grew up out in the country and we didn't know if it was just like winds or a tornado, yeah. but so we have the grain bins and it picked up our small grain bin and like threw it. I don't know how it missed our house, but it went over top of our house and like onto the road. So it probably went like 200 yards oh, and wow. it was crazy. So we don't really know if a tornado came through or not. We didn't really take like any, you know, coverage or anything. Yeah. We were just hanging out, woke up the next morning and we didn't have a tree in our front yeah. yard anymore. And our grain bin had yeah. been flying around. Um, so that was, that 
that was probably the worst tornado that came through because it ended up hitting my um, friend's grandpa's farm and totally Ooh. knocked everything out. So yeah, we had. I was here for the. I think there's been two since I've been here. The week, like the week that the world shut down due to COVID, Nashville got hit with a good size, yeah, good size tornado. It actually that. came right through this section of town too, like Hermitage, like really? this area. It went right through it. Yeah, fucked up a lot of things. East Nashville, like the basement east where I first saw you. It went through the basement east. They had to rebuild that thing. Really? Well, yeah, it like went through it. There's like pictures of like the sign for the basement east, like split in half. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I need to go check that out. Yeah, it's on. Yeah, there. Yeah, I remember going to East Nashville with like my buddies with like chainsaws and stuff, like cutting, cutting down like trees that fell on houses and cars and shit. It was nuts. It's in New York. We don't have fucking tornadoes. Like, we, <laughs> I, I was like, what is going on? We get like a foot of snow, which I know you guys get that in Oklahoma too. Yeah. Y'all get a, y'all y'all will get a lot. Like it'll get cold as fuck in Oklahoma. It, it does get cold. It'll get as hell. cold as fuck. It'll also get hot as fuck. I've done shows out there in the summer. I've done shows out there in the winter. We get all extremes yeah. in Oklahoma. Hail, snow, yeah. ice. Yeah, in Oklahoma, in Oklahoma, I remember talking about it with Wyatt when he we had him on the podcast. Like he um like there's for me, Oklahoma's at the forefront of country music right now. The artists that are coming out of Oklahoma, it always kind of has been. I mean, you look back at like even bands like The Great Divide, like Hinder, like um, Turnpike, like there's all these bands that come out now, obviously, with like folks like Zach Bryan, folks like Wyatt Flores, girls like yourself. Like Oklahoma's got something to say and got a story to tell. And a lot of times it's a sad story for some reason. <laughs> Motherfuckers in Oklahoma are sad. We like, are. You guys are just sad. And why it attributed it to just there not being a whole lot going on to the, of course, like historical events, like tornadoes, like the Trail of Tears, like things that have just mm -hmm. over time, it just feels like there's, it's like the Mississippi Delta, like the deep South where there's not a lot going on. And there's a lot of areas that don't have like, like reservation land and like small town farmland and things like that. Like, what do you think it is about Oklahoma where you guys are just, the songwriting is just deep. I, I mean, just like you said, just like the history that goes back. And, um, I come from, you know, deep history of farmers who've been, I mean, I remember my grandpa telling me that his, I want to say it was, either, I think it was his dad they lived in old train cars. Whoa. Out yeah. on their farm. That's old school. Yeah. So they, I mean, they built a house and it burnt down. Like they spent all that time and money, you know, building this house. And it was really beautiful. And it burnt down to the ground and they didn't have anything after that. So they had to live in these like boxcars for two years, I think, is what ended up happening while they were trying to rebuild everything. And we still have our um, like family, like estate you know yeah and um so that's cool like they still have the car like there's still cars out like box cars out there and everything and yeah. i think just over over the years these farmers have gone through so many in my in my situation i come from i'm just relating it you know to myself but, yeah um you know there's been a lot of loss over the years like you said like the weather you just never know like you don't know if it's gonna rain or if we're gonna have a terrible drought or you know we might get hailed out or whatever the case may be, we've yeah. had terrible, terrible years. And, um, like this last year was pretty dang dry and we, it was hard on like our cattle and, um, you know, a lot of people were having to sell all their cattle. And, yeah, and it's like, what do you do? Yeah. I you, mean, and you, it, you can't control that. Like you're, you you got to play with the hand you're dealt. 
Yeah, and also, you know, suicide runs so high in farmers. Um, if there's a, that's a whole thing, you know, you can go. Really, to that. I didn't, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, um, it's just it's become like a, it's kind of overlooked. Like people don't talk about it. You know, it's just kind of I, I know, you know, people that have come. They just get too big, like deep in a hole. Like you can't just go and pick up and say, "Hey, I'm going to be a farmer someday." You know, yeah. you, you almost have to have it handed down, you know, through your family anymore to be able to be a farmer. So, if you're growing up and you want to be, you say, "I want to be a farmer someday," the likeliness of it happening, you either have to have a lot of money, or, you know, you have to have it handed down, you know, through your family almost. Yeah. Just because it's so like the price of farming is just so expensive, anyways, and, you know. It's almost unheard of of people just picking up and being a farmer. Yeah. You know, but, um, but there is, there's a lot to it. There's a lot of heartache and, um, just a lot of stress. Like my goodness, I grew up with, you ask a farmer during harvest season if, (laughs) if they've had a heart attack or something, cause my gosh, my dad, he's like one of the most stressed out people I've ever met in my life. Sweetest man, but. When it's harvest time, you just got to. Because he's passionate about it because he knows. Well, he knows, <laughs> he knows he has to provide too, you know? Like yeah. it's got to be that just like it is with, with any job, but especially something like that where you're not just providing for yourself, but you're providing the the food for the for the community too. And yeah, like, for sure. so, And there's so much shit that's out of your control, like we talked about with the weather and stuff. So, mm-hmm. And it really is all based around that too, you know? You have to – you have such a short time span because you're, you know, it'll – to get everything done within that time span. If it rains, it'll push you back, you know, further. And then there's a whole thing with yeah. all that too. But yeah, it's just, it's stressful and it's, it's hard on, um, it's hard on families, especially, you know, if you don't have time, you know, whatever. Like, yeah. How, so. how young were you when you started helping out on the farm? Cause I, I would imagine it had to be like almost out of the womb, right? <laughs> I mean, I started, I was involved around it my whole life. Yeah. Um, But I I have two older brothers, so I didn't really have to, my dad didn't super rely on me until I got a little older, but I knew how to drive a tractor and stuff from real, real little. (laughs) (laughs) Like we had to learn how to do all of that. So, Um, but I was, I was probably like 16-ish whenever my dad started relying on me more. And then as I went, because my brothers moved out. And he didn't have anybody to really help oh, anymore. So. Oh, so they. Oh, so they both. Where are they at? They they still live in Medford, um, actually. But and they're both married and have kids. My brother I actually just had a niece. Oh, really? Congratulations! Yeah, thanks, That's thanks. awesome. What's her name? Her name is Riley. She's named after my brother Ryan. So oh, nice. I thought that was pretty cool. But yeah, yeah, I have two nieces and two nephews. So wow. Yeah, I'm a proud aunt. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Kids are fun. They are fun. Kids are a lot of fun and. For me, I mean, I've gotten to be around a little one. Like last night, I was I was playing a um, a Peppa Pig matching game with like a million cards on the table. I've seen that. And I got smoked. <laughs> my girlfriend, she got like twenty match. She got like eight. There was so many freaking cards. It's a memory got, game, man. Yeah, and I don't have good memory. I, there's a reason <laughs> I don't drink anymore, and there's a reason I like going out to Oklahoma. Y'all have some of the best stuff out there. If you catch my drift, yeah, you know, it's, yeah, it's some good stuff. Yeah. But we were. Um, but like being around a kid just changes things a little bit too. It, like it really does. Puts it into like perspective. Like a few years ago, I was bouncing at a bar here in Nashville. I was, that's how I got my start was being a door guy at a bar on Broadway. And now it's like I'm spending. I'm I'm in bed by ten o'clock <laughs> on a Tuesday night. 
after putting It'll, after helping put a little five year old girl to bed. Like yep. it changed. How old are your your nieces and nephews? So you just had the the new the newborn, the little baby. Yep, we have a newborn, and then we have. So my other niece will be two in December. Okay. And she was born the day before my birthday. Oh, awesome. Nice. So she's my little early birthday present. Yeah. <laughs> and then I have two nephews that are our little bonus babies. And uh, one of them six. And I am I hate to get this wrong because I should probably know this. But I'm pretty sure the other one's ten-ish. Okay. So the boys. I'm sorry. Don't. So the boys being a little bit. Are they all, they're all siblings or is that with each of your brothers? So the two boys and the newborn is with one. Okay. Brother, and then. Uh, the other little girl that's about to be twos with my oldest and they're all, So those little girls are going to have protection with those boys oh, growing I, up in small town Oklahoma. I know. They ain't got nothing to worry about. <laughs> nothing to worry about. They're probably going to be, I already know my one, my uh, two-year-old niece, about to be two-year-old niece, she's a spitfire. Oh. So I don't think she has nothing to worry about. She's that's gonna good. Be, she's going to be crazy. <laughs> we love that. <laughs> We love runs we, in her blood. Yeah. So what's um what was so growing up growing up on on the farm and stuff and growing up in in small towns. What do you do for fun out there? Because it's a world I don't really know. You know, I feel like that question was asked so much. Like once I got to college, talking to my city friends, but I'm like, where'd you go to college, by the way? I went to college at Northwestern Oklahoma State University in Alva, Oklahoma. So shout out to the Rangers, Ride Rangers, Ride. Okay. Um, but I also went to NOC and Enid, so Northern Oklahoma College, and I was in nursing school. Okay. So I dropped out of nursing school to uh, do music full-time in 2020. Wow. So, bold move at a bold time. I know. I can't even... I cried for like a week because I'm... That stuff's hard, man. Yeah. I was like... I put a lot of time and effort into that, and um, it was it was a hard decision. But it was the best decision I've you, ever made. You got to do what you got to do. Oh yeah, for like, sure. Like you got to do. That's like what we're doing with the Razor Rowdy shit. Like we're we're gambling on ourselves and doing something where it doesn't feel like work. And then I have a brother that works on Wall Street in New York City. Does very well for himself, but he's stressed all the fuck. I'm, <laughs> I have stresses too, but he's like, dude, you're you're literally living the dream, and you're getting to live your dream, getting the right songs and do what you want to do. Yeah, tell some stories and yeah, yeah, for sure. So what do you do for fun? Back to the original yes, question. I'm sorry. Yes, Both yes. Of, were you an ADHD kid, by the way? Oh, I still am. What I am too. About? I am too. Let's go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get on something. I'm probably, I don't know. No, but, you're good. Um, yeah, I'll be all over the place. But we, I mean, we would just, you know, drive out in the country or do, you know, go hang out at somebody's house and, you know, I don't know. We just kind of made our own fun, you know? Um, like growing up as a kid, we used to have like a little bike gang, and we would all ride our bikes around Ooh, town. Oh, the neighborhood neighborhood bicycle gang. We were, and then once you get into high school, then that's you know you're either part of the good kid squad or the bad kid squad. Out of the know. seventeen kids. Yeah, so you either try to try to hide the alcohol or, you know. Yeah. I feel like I was kind of down the middle though, because my family's a little like we're a fun time, you know. We yeah. we like to have a good time and. I was a little bit rebellious, but I always I was a pretty good kid. What's a what's a rebellious small town girl in Oklahoma look like? Like what's what's something rebellious? Because I feel like you can't get away with a whole lot in a small town. So well, yeah, because your parents all know each other. Like yeah. they all have each other's they phone know, numbers. They know they know your teachers. They know the teachers. Yep. They know. I mean, they all grew up together too. Most of them. So it's like. I feel like our my friends and I we would be you know we'd be like yeah well you tell your mom. That you're coming to my house, I'll tell my mom I'm going to your house, and hopefully they don't ask any questions. So you just had to take a risk. I feel yeah. like that was like the adrenaline, you know. Of, yeah. So then we'd go and go do, you know, rebellious things, like go run off to 
party or something. And a party in a field. Yes. I'm imagining I'm imagining field parties or like desert part like field a party where it's where it's, where it's a, yes. or you know, on somebody's grandpa's, you know, ground somewhere out in the middle of nowhere, whatever. With a big bonfire. Yeah. Which we I mean, we didn't have too many bonfires because the smoke, you know, or like people would you don't want to get caught. Oh yeah, because out there you can see so, for miles. Yeah. So we would, you know, just bring everybody's vehicles around in a little circle and Use the lights if you need to, but we'd park our our trucks, you know, in a circle too, and everybody'd sit on like the tailgates or whatever, and then um, just make sure you don't leave any trash behind. So you just <laughs> dang sure yeah. can't get caught. You yes. Know? Yeah. What kind of what kind of truck were you driving? Um, I didn't drive a truck. And what was your what was your first I, car? I do now though. I had a Ford Focus. Oh hell yeah! I was a Toyota Corolla kid. Oh heck! I was yeah. a Toyota Corolla kid, so I was in that little sedan. Good but gas mileage. I drove the. He- I I definitely cruised the back roads with my little Ford Focus. Really? Oh yeah. She dust, was an dust fly- dust flying behind you. Straight off roader. <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> I that. gave that thing some hell. What do you drive man. now? Because I'm in a truck now, too. We've graduated the trucks. I drive a little Chevy truck that was my grandpa's. Oh, I that's brought cool. It out. I brought it out from Oklahoma. Her name's Candy. I had to give her a name whenever we came out here. So um, It was actually one of my dad. Like, we we kept the truck, and um, it was sitting in the shed, and I needed a vehicle out here because I was like, I don't want to have two. I don't have to drive my car back and forth, and I want something when I'm home. Because I still go home quite a bit. Yeah. So um, I was like, I need something out here. So I got my my little red short bed, single cab, Chevy truck, and I drive the heck out of it. It's giving me some trouble lately, though. So That'll happen. We're, we're kind of fighting with that, but it's okay. There's no AC, but I got my little crank window. Oh, crank windows. <laughs> Hell yeah. Crank the windows down. Old school. Old school. I love it. Yeah. That's cool to be driving a, a grandpa's truck like that too. Yeah, I agree. Like it has that 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 family feel. It's like the Lee Bryce yeah. song. I drive I drive your I drive your truck. You you were close with your grandparents, I'm imagining. Oh yeah. I was the baby of 40 grandkids. 40? 40. All in the same small yeah. town? Yeah. Well, so my grandparents had 12 kids. Oh, wow. Yeah. Farm hands. Farm hands, for sure. I think that seriously, they just need. That's some part help. of part of the old school mentality. Yeah. The more, the more, the more, the more, the more we have in the family, the more help we got on the farm. Yeah. Less people we got to pay because. But more people you got to feed. Yes, so. more mouths you got to feed for sure. I mean, but it worked out. They, I mean, I, I come from a pretty good family, and, um, my grandma was like my hero. So both my grandmas, I can't. I have the best grandmas. In why? The world, why do you say so. that? She's just like. Have, I don't being able to raise that many kids for one. I think it just, you know, I figured most people would go crazy, right? But yeah. She just was the most calm, like sweet. She's passed now. Both my grandparents on my dad's side passed. I had the twelve kids, but um, she she was just so calm and sweet, and she could make anything. And she just, I don't, I don't know. It's just like the the humbleness and peacefulness of her was just so inspiring you know um i actually have a song coming out here pretty soon that i wrote for them really yeah what's it called it's called golden picture frames okay and um because my granny well, my grandma she had like pictures up all over her wall classic like, grandma stuff covering in gold yep. picture frames and so like everybody's pictures like all of her kids senior pictures her senior pictures that her and my grandpa oh all the weddings and 
all the grandkids on one wall. So it wasn't literally just a whole wall of pictures, like a tree where it just expanded out. I kind mean, of thing? it was like the whole house. The whole house was just pictures. It's like a museum, like a it family was. museum almost. It literally, it was like a museum. That's a great way of putting it. So, I I just when I think of her, I always think of that all those, you know, they all had the same golden picture frames, and so it's just kind of funny because you think of like an old. An old grandma. Yeah. You think that, you know, it takes you back to your grandma's house. That's awesome. So. Yeah, I grew up very close to my grandparents as well. We, on my mom's side, on both my mom and my dad's side, but on my mom's side, because I grew up in the same town that my mom did and that my grandparents did and like yeah, same. the same area. And it has, great. it was a suburb of New York, a little different than, than small town Oklahoma, but I grew up like always living within like 10 minutes of them and like having yeah. days where to be. My grandma would call it Grammy, Grammy days, you know, like grandma days. So where I'd, I'd be with, I'd spend the whole day with her kind of thing and very close yeah. and still close with them. And they're, they're up in, up in back up North right now, but like there's something special to having a good relationship with your grandparents. I'm very excited for that song to come out because yeah. my grandma also had pictures everywhere. Then we upgraded her to the digital picture frame where it like changes out. So it's one frame and you can put like a few hundred pictures on there. Save so it rotates. Save some space on the wall, you know. Save some space on the wall for all of her other stuff. <laughs> All of her there other stuff go. that she's got. Shout out to Grandma. We jokingly call her, I, I jokingly call her G-Unit. <laughs> G-Unit. G-Unit. And she's like the grandma out of, um, out of. if you've ever seen Everybody Loves Raymond. Yes. I used to watch she, that yeah, all the time. Yeah, she's grandma's like house. she's like Raymond's mom. Like, That's it's like she's awesome. she's a personality, just the curly hair. Been dyeing her hair for years. Been just, but it's, it's, there's something special about having a good relationship with your grandparents and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I agree. And my other granny. My mom's mom, she, she, I just took her to Jamaica with me. You just took her to Jamaica? Yes. You took Granny so out of the country. We did. And my aunt got married. And so, oh, awesome. Granny was shimmying all over the place. Whoa. Drinking drinks by the pool. So, Enjoying she's my party granny. Party granny. She's where I get the wild side from. The wild side. But then my, yeah, there's a lot of balance that goes on. It, it is all about balance. Yeah. It really so, is. She's fun. And she's still, she's still kicking it. She's 70. Yeah. She's about to be 79. Wow. Just rocking. Has on. she made it out to Nashville yet to visit you? She's got to come out one time for a bachelorette party. A batch. Was it your, your sister-in-law? Your sister-in-law's yeah. bachelorette party. What was that like? Cause you were out, I'm guessing you were involved in that as oh, well. Oh, for sure. So we got the party. We had to do the whole, you know, Nashville bachelorette thing. Did you guys do a pedal tavern or a party bus? We did a party bus. We got oh, granny on there. I got you, video of that. I might have to pull that out yes. here eventually, but you know, she's like, just, she dances. She has a fun time, has her drinks. And we even did the whole wig thing and everybody was taking pictures with granny out on Broadway. Of course. I'd be, if I, if I, when I, if I was still, if I was at Whiskey Row when that had happened, <laughs> I would have definitely, I would have, I would have taken the picture with the granny. Granny would have had all my attention. We need to bring her here sometime. We do. We need to bring granny out for one of our, we need to have you play one of our raised rowdy nights Yeah. and bring granny out because granny definitely raised you. That's the granny that raised you rowdy. You she know, did. Like I mean, that's I, that's why I wanted to say something about that. She did. Yeah, yeah. Like we talk, we talk about that and going back, like the history of Ray's Rowdy. Like when Nikki T had first started it back in Pittsburgh, like back in like 2016, 2017. The artists coming up then were were Luke Combs, Riley Green, Muscadine, all those guys, and their moms loved the concept of Ray's Rowdy because they're like, "Damn right, we raised them rowdy." 
that's my mom. She yeah. Say the same thing. Yeah. Like so. we, we love that. And that's, that's awesome. And we love the seeing the balance of like, cause I think of you, I think of like sweet farm girl from Oklahoma. Don't know a ton about her. Your music fucking slaps. Love your <laughs> music. You, you do a great, you do a great job and you're still figuring it out and learning and growing, but you have this wild side too. And we love, we love the wild side because yeah, that's that's what raised rowdy. You do. Did you go to a lot of concerts and stuff growing up? I mean, we did a little bit. My family likes the whole classic rock stuff, you know. So like, we'd go to all the old, you know, rock shows. Like and, who? I mean, we went to like a ZZ Top thing. I remember at a all the casino shows. Oh yes, you, you know go Choctaw Choctaw Casino. Yeah. Yes. You know, <laughs> casinos are fun. I love that you guys have. I have slot machines in the damn gas stations. That was always one of my favorite things to do touring through Oklahoma. I know. It's weird not having casinos out here, too, I know. by the way. Like, well, there's one. Have you been to the one in Kentucky? Uh-uh. There's one right over the border. I like, heard. Like 30, 40 minutes outside of Nashville. You cross the border, boom, casino. That's what my, my day-to-day manager is from Kentucky, and she's telling me about that. I yeah. actually took her to her first casino in Oklahoma. Ooh. So that was kind of fun. Yeah, the Oklahoma casino scene is different. It, Choctaw is Choctaw's, I've, I've, cool. Yes, it is. I'm trying to think too of who else. I'm like off the top of my head. You're like ZZ Top. That's a pretty cool one. Yeah, they had. They it was so funny. I mean, it, this isn't really that funny, but it was funny to me just because I had never seen this before. They had like medical assistants on the side of the stage. Whoa! <laughs> they had like medical so help. Old. Medical help for Billy Gibbons and those guys. <laughs> and I was like, what is going on? <laughs> like, please, nobody have a heart attack. Yeah. You know. Yeah. My gosh, but it was just I had never seen that. But they had, they were like on call, you know, yeah. like side stage on call. Yeah, that's crazy. I remember one of the first shows because I worked in radio for a long time. That's kind of how I got my start doing this media stuff. I was a yeah. radio guy and the last station I worked for was called Magic 98.3. Their slogan was, today's hits, yesterday's favorites, Magic 98.3. I still got the radio voice. Yes, you do. I um, say that. But it was like. It was like soccer mom stuff. So it was like oldies mixed with like Taylor Swift, Bruno Mars, a lot of Bon Jovi, a lot of Bruce Springsteen because it was in Jersey, a lot of Charlie Puth, a lot of Jersey guys. But one of the first contests that I remember because I worked on the promo team and did the intern thing was a Paul Anka concert. Now, oh. if you know who Paul Anka is, I mean, yeah. So I don't. I didn't really know who he was, and then my grand. I told my grandparents about it. My grandma and grandpa were like, "Oh my God, Paul Anka!" They were like freaking out. It was like this <laughs> old guy that used to do. It was like like Wayne Newton kind of stuff, like out in Vegas. And I remember going to that show, and we had to do like the prize wheel and like all like the radio shit. And just these old people, it was just, it was a lot of walkers, like helping people with their seat, wheelchairs, like wheeling people in. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's the concerts I used to go to. They were all like old people yeah. getting wheeled well, in wheelchairs. Yeah. What was your first like country, country concert experience? My first country concert experience would have had to have been in high school. My mom took me to a, K- a Casey Musgraves concert at Kane's Ballroom in Tulsa. What a show. Oh, shout man. out to shout out to you, Mom, yes. for taking Caitlin to a Casey Musgrave show. I was so at excited. Canes too. Yes, legendary place. Legendary. I mean, I because I hadn't really got to. I didn't really go to a whole lot of of concerts growing up. You also really. didn't have a ton going on. No, we didn't. I mean, and my family's not. I mean, they're not big into going out like that, anyways, or do anything. Yeah, <laughs> we're kind of boring, but we had fun. Like. At home, but we yeah. didn't really like go out to shows or you know do anything like that. But once yeah. I got in high school, I started going out to calf fry. So also shout out again to the tumbleweed calf fry. Yeah, is I've 
I'm bummed because I want to get out to calf fry so bad. So something that that Carrie and I think I think it's Miss K who's out there, the crew at Tumbleweed. Every time we would go out there, particularly when I was out there with with Trey Lewis, who's a regular out there, he usually does one or two shows a year out there. Um, They hook us up with leftover merch from the different festivals. So like I have an outside city, an OCL shirt. I have calf fry shirts from like the last few years. Every time we go out there, they hook us up with different different merchandise and stuff. So I have a bunch of calf fry merch, but I've never been to a calf fry festival. Oh, and my. I, but it's always the same time of year as the Key West songwriters festival, oh. which we go down to and we host happy hours at for raise rowdy. Like that's a big week for us. So what I think we're going to do this year, what we're going to try to do, we have a guy, um, Sam who used to live in Stillwater. He's from Cincinnati originally, but he was in the military and then lived out in Stillwater. He's big into that scene of like the Austin Meads, the the Coetzels, the Mitchell Fergusons, the Gannon Furmans, like that whole world. Yeah, Texas scene. The Texas, Oklahoma, the Red Dirt Red scene. Red Dirt. So I think we're gonna try to send him out to Cap Fry this year to experience it for us while we're down while we're down spending way too money at the beach. You have to. <laughs> you have to. It used to be it used to be wild. Like we yeah. used to all tailgate. Right next to it, but they they've kind of had to shut that down within the past you know few years. But while I was still in school and you know in my my prime, I uh, we had some rowdy. We'll talk about rowdy. We had some rowdy. I bet rowdy times. I bet I want to get Nikki T out to Stillwater because Nikki's never done Oklahoma or Texas, and I've been blessed to be able to go out there on tour and stuff and. The Oklahoma scene, it's just people really appreciate the music. What I what is interesting about that scene too is and it and it it struck me as being something very different. The the dancing culture out there. So it's like you go and play a show, tumbleweed not as much, but like you go yeah. to different venues and people like usually you go to a show in the south, it's like a rock show. People are in the crowd, standing in, in the pit and and then it's going back from the barricade. You go to a dance hall. People are all around the side. The sides are packed, and then the dance halls, the dance floor is empty. The band starts playing. They like the song. They get out yeah. there and they start dancing. And oh, then yeah. the song ends, and they hop off. And then they wait to see how the next song sounds. Then they go out there and dance again if they can dance to it. I play a lot of shows like that actually. Yeah, that's what your scene is. Like it's it's yeah. so different. I've I've talked to so many artists that are from Nashville or from the South that come out from this side of things, go touring out there, and they're like, "Man, it was weird out there." And I'm like, <laughs> "It was weird." I'm out like, there. "I'm like, dude, it's just it's just the culture. It's tooling around the dance floor, and they're and then they're watch. They're still watching and listening, but it's just yeah. the dance floor is the dance floor. No drinks on the dance floor. No the drinks. dance floor is is a sacred." kind of thing like twirling someone around at canes is it's a a different world for sure so has it have you done shows outside of oklahoma and we've done the stuff with wyatt so you got to see so for you was there a little bit of like culture shock doing shows in the southeast or in different parts of the country compared to the scene you come from i mean i i would have to say yes i mean for one it's just being out on like a tour anyways it's gonna be different but um yeah, I think honestly the biggest one was going from different towns and realizing how different like the different places will react differently to your like to you getting up on stage. Like I've had out in Raleigh, North Carolina, shout out to North Carolina because I fucking y'all love North Carolina. Are, I love it. I, I I can't even compare compare it to anything else it was just like you get up on stage and they immediately respect you and they you know they just take you in like their family yeah where do you remember where what the venue was in raleigh 
Was it, the, was it a theater? It was a theater. Was it, it was the Lincoln Theater. Was I think it that had sounds to be, right? Yeah, the old. It's like very old. Yes, yes. There's there's like the balcony. Um, it's like a theater, but there's not seats on the bottom. Correct. Yeah, I've I've it's, done a couple shows in there. Oh my gosh, it's a it cool was, spot, and that's was. that's where guys like American Aquarium got their start, and a lot of a lot of bands in the Americana scene in the in the southeast got their start in i've been out there a few times it's a cool spot it's a cool spot and they were just they're loud and yes i mean they didn't even know they never even heard my songs before and they were like picking it up and singing it yep. like along with me and i was like hell yeah y'all are cool yeah and then you have other places where you'll i mean i feel like everybody everywhere was a little bit different you know like going from kansas which was more of my like you know that's where that's more of where i'm from you know and um, it was more expected. Like I felt like it was kind of more like Oklahoma show yes. a little bit. Yeah. It is the Midwest. It's a flyover state. It for is. Sure. Yeah. And, um, a lot of the same kind of background, you know, farm kids type of thing. And then you go out, you go from that and then out to like, you know, Raleigh. <laughs> it's just totally different. Yeah. How many, how many dates did you do with, what did you do with Wyatt? Cause you did a lot this, this past year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I don't know the exact number. I missed three shows cause I got sick, like real sick. Um, and it wasn't COVID, but I don't know. I couldn't like, I lost my voice. I was oh, coughing no. my head off and I had to, I had to miss three shows up in Chicago, Milwaukee. And oh, you so you missed the, you were supposed to go to the rave. Yeah. The rave. That's I remember telling so I had Wyatt on the podcast at our old space um right before he was getting ready to go out there. And I told oh, him yes. Chicago cool as fuck. I Chicago. Was so sad about that. Chicago in the summer is one of my favorite places to go. And the food's great, the people are great, they're a legal state, it's awesome. And they love country music. It's one of country music's biggest markets. And Joe's on weed. Joe's Joe's live. Shout out to Ed and Dave and, and our friends up in Chicago. Yeah. The fantastic place. Milwaukee's cool because you know the history of that room, the Rave Eagle Club. I I don't know the history behind it, but I kind of looked a little bit into. Is yeah. that the one in the big hotel? That's the big hotels across the street. So it's Jeffrey Dahmer, Jeffrey Dahmer yes. country. Yes. So the Rave Eagle Club. It used to be like an old like like rich people's kind of club where it just has a lot of like history to it. There was like, there's the pool in the basement yes, yes. and that's where the Mac Miller things on the plexiglass. I know why it pool. Yep, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And that's where Wyatt and all them, like they give you the ghost tour, like the, the history tour. Cause it's the place they have like three or four venues in that building where they can do three or four shows at one time. Yes. There's the big ballroom upstairs. There's the bar stage. There's like what used to be like the old bowling alley. And that's a stage. And then they have a club stage on the main level where the bar stage is at. And it's just, it's crazy. But you walk in, I remember getting the goosebumps. Cause I get weird with ghost shit. Like yeah, I, I sure. can, I can feel, I can feel the vibes like all even in like newer buildings. I like, got my girlfriend's apartment would be like the middle of the night and she'll be like, babe, what's up? I'll be like, I, I just heard something. I get like this weird energy kind of thing. <laughs> That's me. Like, I, I get, swear. Like I lived in a haunted house. It was right around the corner here in Hermitage. The house I lived in before the one I'm in now haunted as fuck for sure. Haunted as fuck. Dang. And my roommate, he works like security and he's, he's like, dude, he's like, text me. He's like, did you hear that? And I'm like, yeah, I heard <laughs> that. And he's like, all right, I'm going to clear the house real quick. Like thinking someone was in it, but nobody was in it. But that's crazy. Washing machine will go off random times. The dishwasher, like appliances will just go off. You'll hear a door shut. You're like, nobody's in this house but me. What the fuck? Yeah. I I've, I feel like I've kind of had some weird, I don't know, maybe it's just like me being overcautious or something, but. 
I get freaked out by that stuff. Yeah, I do too. I get spooked. But I am interested in it. Like you want to, like that whole haunted hotel thing, or like the haunted building, the yeah. place. Yep. I, I was all about That's that. That's like that. And then um, the um, National, it's a theater out in Richmond, Virginia. That's another one that has like some, some interesting things that they'll take you upstairs. You're like, it's a little weird up here. Like, it's, there's some weird stuff that's gone on in this building. And it's funny how music venues are like that. Radio stations are a lot like that. Like, this radio station I worked in, we had ghost ghost, um, ghost catchers or ghosted, like, a ghost thing come in there and do, like, a report on it. In your radio station? Yeah, at the radio station. Yeah, because I used to work at the overnight. I used to be in there, like, late night. I used to sleep at that radio station because it was so far away from the house I grew up in. So I would have to... Where we'd have like a late night thing, and then the next morning I'd have to be on the air at like six in the morning. So I'd be like, "All right, pop up the air mattress, sleep in my boss's office." But like, you'd hear stuff. Like, alarm system would go off. Like, just weird. You'd see shadows. Like, you'd be in like the main studio, and then you'd look over to the window, and then you'd see like a shadow in the room. Like, just weird stuff. And you're and you're the only one in the building. Like weird yeah. shit. It's a no for me. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So so you got the new you got um golden picture frames. Yes. Coming. And then you've... And I got, you got three songs coming. I'm three to, songs I'm coming. about to drop an EP. You're about to drop a whole EP. I am. Fuck yeah. I am. That's awesome because you've got how many songs out now? You've got what, like four or five something? I got... Three? I have three so songs. I was looking at your together. Spotify just, stuff. Just released two. Um, I actually just released a song called Mr. Sunshine. My yep. One of my good friends passed away um, back in 2019 while we were on a harvest run up in Iowa. And so I wrote a song for her and released it on her 30th birthday this year. Oh. So I got to do that. It was pretty cool. Yeah. And um, so I, I wanted to include her in this EP for sure because it's about, you know, my life, like leading yeah. up to now and yeah, I my feel, story. Yeah, I feel like so. a lot, a big a big part of your music is the, the stories of what you've gotten to live over your 25 years. Yeah. And and you're figuring it out more and more as you go. Have you done the co-writing thing here in Nashville since you've been out here? Or were you doing that in Oklahoma before you came out? I, I I didn't do it as much in Oklahoma before I came out here. But um, I, I definitely have while I've been out here. I've been really lucky to get to write with some absolutely, like, legends. You know, there's absolutely amazingly talented people. And um, it's been it's been a very awesome learning experience so yeah you know been mentored a little bit i feel like you know in the writing rooms and um it's really changed changed the way that i've been able to to you know write write my songs and be able to tell the stories so that's been pretty cool that's awesome so what are some goals for you for 2024 like where are we hoping that you put it getting ready to put the ep out and yeah 2023 seems like it's been a big year for you and the and the step in the, the right direction to like all right i've been in nashville for a little bit get the lay of the land find your homies that you like to create with get some shows out of yeah. town like it seems like it's been a great year what are you looking forward to getting into next year i would have to say just uh, being able to release another EP after the one that I'm gonna I'm gonna drop the EP at the beginning of the year, but I want to be able to release another one. Okay. By, by next year, and um, just be able to keep up with the with what I already got going on, you know. Hell yeah. So maybe hop on another tour. We'll see. Yeah, that'd be really cool. <laughs> you, you get the you get the experience doing that. Now, when you're out doing these shows, are you doing it with a band or? Are you doing yeah, it? You're doing so, a full band. I think you were full band when I saw you in at Basement East, right? Yeah. So actually, I played. If you notice, I played with Wyatt's band. Okay. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. So that was actually my band to begin with. Okay. Like we started out in Oklahoma, and then um, like I was super 
I was super, you know, happy for everybody to get to go and, you know, why I got all these awesome experiences or, you know, opportunities. And so they were able to go and experience and live out what they're wanting to do. And I've been able to be a part of all of that. So it's been absolutely awesome. Like, I love those dudes. Yeah. And it's something it reminds me of because when I came, like, the circles that I've been a part of and been lucky, the friends I've been lucky to make and the guys I've been lucky to tour with, it's like you'll have like like a like a crew like like your friend group and all that and then someone from the friend group will have that moment where the world is is watching him or her or them if it's a band and then the rest of the gang will come up as well like we're coming up on the on the three-year anniversary of when when my life changed when trey lewis put out dick down in dallas that that, i trey was just a buddy he's sober i'm sober like we got to know each other very well during covid and then when that song came out, which it started out as a campfire song, and he played it out around at Live Oak, and the video went viral and all that stuff. And we did a night of, like, we're do- coming up, we're going to be doing it again soon, where it's Trey and Al- our buddy Alex Maxwell, who produced that song. He's right yeah. at Sony now. Alex Maxwell and Trey Lewis's birthdays are a day apart, so we do a big birthday party for them every year. And we had planned this birthday party. It was actually the first time that Nikki T and I had worked together on something. And that night, I mean, we had guys like Matt McKinney, Ella Langley, Joy Beth Taylor, all these friends play with that, and now all those all those folks ended up getting the eyes on them as a result of Trey and Trey bringing them along, bringing them up with them. You know, like yeah. someone reaches that level, and then hey, let me let me bring you up too. Like you guys are watching me, but it's like Wyatt saying, "Check out my girl Caitlin." Yeah, check for out sure. check out my my boys from Oklahoma. Check out like all the the rest of the crew, and I feel like the the wife the, the Oklahoma crew is a lot like that where you guys have all kind of come up together and everybody's starting to excel at their at their own pace but getting the attention because of a big moment of one individual within your crew. Absolutely. It's just like a family, you It know? is. It's like it you get to literally, literally is. And you guys have all lived together, right? Yeah. Like and, you guys um, were all homies. How'd you meet Wyatt? Cuz I know he grew up just he grew up just outside of Stillwater, yeah, right? Yeah, and I'm like an, I grew up like an hour away from Stillwater and um but we actually met at a show at the Tumbleweed. <laughs> Back to the tumbleweed. Which again. show? Yeah. It's called Jamming at the Weed. And we were in the same, like, so in Oklahoma, there's a bunch of just, you know, people trying to start up in the music industry. And um, we were both a part of that same crew. And um, we had this, you know, writer's round going on that that specific day that he ended up being in my round. And after I just played a show the night before at the, at the tumbleweed. And he was there why it was watching. And so after we got done with our writer's round, he came up and he was like, dude, I watched you last night and you're awesome. And he's like, he's like, I, like, where, where have you been? Like, I've never heard of you, you know? And so we just started to talk and we stayed in touch. And he actually, I always like to tell this story just because I think it's freaking hilarious. Yeah. Um, we got these posters and our names, you know, we were in the same, in the same group. And he's like, will you sign my poster? <laughs> I was like... Yeah, man, I got you. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, you signed my poster? Hell yeah. And so, um, but we just, we became really good friends after that. And um, we actually ended up playing lots of shows in Oklahoma together. And before we knew it, we were both out here in Nashville. Like we came out together. We we're on the same pub and same label. Um, and so we have, you know, we've been able to work together. And um, it's been so freaking cool to watch him just. Cause he's like my little baby brother. Yeah. I'm like, 
it's such a such an honor to get to watch him, you know, especially such a good person like yes. him. Yes. To see good people win is one of the best parts of this whole thing. Dude, yes. I just it's been such a cool experience to be kind of like on the sideline and get to, you know, well, share, he's had he's share had, he's had you on the fucking field with him. Like yeah, he's yeah, had, I was he's, about to say he's had you to. on the field with him and had his his band and his management all people that you you guys have made this journey out here to Nashville from small town Oklahoma, made it out here to a scene where you guys could have gone to Texas or could have stayed out there and been like, we're red dirt folks, which right. which is cool for guys and girls to do too. Nothing against that. But you guys all took this leap to move across the country together and it's fucking working. It is. It really is. We didn't know if it would or not, but yeah. you know, it's just the fact that like, you know, just trying out something and it working, it's just kind yeah. of, it's just such a fulfilling thing. Yes. Yeah. It's freaking cool. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. No, and I, I love that. Um, now, some some questions. So, favorite places to go in Nashville? Like, somebody's coming out here. Where are you taking them? Okay. Well, I, have, I haven't I have really... I'm not one to, like, go out a whole lot and check it out. But whenever I've been... Like, when I bring friends to town, I have a couple of spots. Like, there's... Of course, everybody needs to go experience Broadway. If you haven't gone... If you come to Nashville, you have to at least experience it. Yeah. During the day. At night time, it's crazy. Yes. Um, but also Old Smoky. Yeah. All, like Fifth and Peabody. So it's so it's, it's so it's so cool. It's got three fucking names. <laughs> I know. It's so cool. And me and my me and my girlfriend and her friends joke around about it all the time. Like, so we're going. Uh, they're basically saying, "Oh, you're going to Old Smoky? Are you sure you're not going to Yeehaw? Are you sure you're not going you're to Sixth and Peabody? <laughs> like, it's, sixth, yes. I said Fifth Home. It's okay. One one, one street over. No big deal. I always just call it. You know, old I, I love that place on a Saturday during football season. Yes. They got all the fucking games. You got to get there early, though. We show up when the doors open because you have to get a table. And it's so fucking crazy in there. But they got everything. They oh, got they do. food. They got games. They got drinks. Daddy's dogs. Daddy's dogs. I know. Oh, man. Daddy's dogs. Don't get me started. I, What's your order? I love me a hot dog. Um, I honestly... I don't even remember. I've only had it like one time. Okay. But it changed my life. We used to get those on Broadway all the time when I was working um, down there. You'd get done with your night shift and then the hot dog guys would give you free hot dogs. It reminds me of Stillwater. Yeah. They got a little hot dog stand in Stillwater that we all like would make a line. Yeah. It's like half a mile long. <laughs> just waiting for a hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> so you like so so Broadway, um, Old Smoky, Sixth and Peabody, Yeehaw, yep. all one place. And then um, of course, like I've my first, I don't know, I don't know. I like the basement east too. The like, basement east cool. is cool. The OG basement's the OG a cool basement vibe. Is cool. That's kind of where Wyatt cut his teeth in Nashville. Yeah. He was doing a lot of showcases there think, early on. I think I really like the OG basement. Like that's just something. Something about cool. it. Yeah. I like going down to like all the little like you know touristy little spots like Twelfth Ave. Twelfth um, South. Yeah. Twelfth yeah. South. Have you been? Have you eaten at Urban Grub yet? I'm not. I've not ever ate there. Okay, Urban Grub is so fucking good. It's expensive. It's nice. I've heard it's expensive. It's expensive, but it is so. It's a good place if you're like celebrating something. That place is great. Edley's Barbecue is great. Bar Taco. Yes. Is fucking phenomenal. Delicious. My I girlfriend. Love my girlfriend's Taco. been living in the Gulch um, since April, so I've gotten to. I've never really went to Twelve South or the Gulch, but I've gotten to experience those sections of the city, and they're they're great. Yep. Really good food. And it's very girly down there. It is very girly. That's why I go down there with my girlfriend. Yes. It's great place to take your lady. Yeah, or if you're or if you're a single dude looking for a group of bachelorette, <laughs> p- 
go buy them flowers at the flower truck or something. That's a good good recommendation. Yes. Um, if you're if you're on the road or you're driving back to Oklahoma, you pull into a Loves. What are you getting? I got me an order. You I got actually an order? made a TikTok about this. Oh really? Yeah. I didn't know this. So, um, I I know this. Some people think it's gross, but I'm like obsessed with corn nuts, French corn nuts. Corn nuts. Yes. Like, like what are like? Is it like they sell them by like the bag? Like it's like a corn. I don't know. You don't I've never know had a, corn nuts are. No, maybe we call them something different. I don't know. I've never had. No, corn. they're definitely called corn nuts. Corn nuts. Yes. So corn nuts, and then I like sweet and spicy Doritos. Okay. Purple bags. The you per- know. You're a purple bag girl. Purple bag okay. girl. Okay. Um, I just on occasion I'll get some candy, but they didn't have the candy. I, like I don't know. I, I feel like they don't have them as often. It used to be a big thing when we were kids. I feel like the little mini sweet tart things. Yes. Ball yeah. deals. You know. Chewy sweet tarts. Yes. I love them. And um, I don't know, like a Diet Pop or something. Okay. You just you, you just told me you're from the Midwest without telling me you're from the Midwest. You just said a Diet Pop. <laughs> we say soda. Soda. Diet soda. 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 S-O-D-A. Soda. <laughs> we don't say all that pop stuff. I don't know. I like, uh, I feel like I say both. You say pop both? soda. Pop soda. Pop soda. <laughs> like pop country pop soda <laughs> that's that's awesome well caitlin i appreciate you coming on it's been fun to like get to know you like i like doing podcasts with guys and girls that i know i know of them and i've seen them play and like met them like very briefly but like getting to know you on the podcast is like the best way to do it yeah it's fun i love this it's a lot Great. of fun and um i'll invite you to this i don't know when you're going back because i know you go back to oklahoma a lot we're doing our Rage Rowdy Christmas party. Have you ever been to the Rusty Nail? I haven't. So it's out here in Hermitage. Okay. It's a dive I bar. I used to live real close to Hermitage. It's but... a dive bar. It's a lot of fun. It's a th- place where you get $3 beers. They got a beach volleyball court in the back. Okay. They'll do midget wrestling out back. Hell yeah. Occasionally. They'll do bike nights during the summer on Fridays. We do um, writer's rounds there and stuff. And then they'll do, they'll even do fucking drag shows on the weekends. Like they, every, like everybody, Fun. everything goes. They have like fried food and they're, they're really good people. We're doing our raised rowdy Christmas party there. December 13th. It's a Wednesday. Perfect. If you're in town. I'll be here. Bring, bring the whole, bring the whole game. It's come as, come as you are. Come with whoever you bring. We're doing a, a toy drive with it. You bring a toy. You get a free draft beer. Awesome. It's raised rowdy, and I we're doing, and that. then we're not having anybody play like no no like rounds or anything. We're doing karaoke the whole night, so Hell there'll be yeah. so it'll be karaoke. You're playing. You're gonna sing some. I'll karaoke. sing. I'll sing some Creed. We do butt rock. We're oh. big butt rock people. You're probably you're probably like, what is butt rock? So it's back when radio stations used to say like 1029 the buzz, nothing butt rock. So it's like 90s and 2000s rock. So it's like Hinder, Creed, Nickelback, awesome. Limp Bizkit, Corn, like. So I'll I'll probably be up I'll probably be up there singing my my go to is usually Rockstar by Nickelback. That's great. Or um or Stroken by Clarence Carter, <laughs> which is a completely different thing. I'll, I did that with my boy Nick Haynes um about a month ago, but we'll be doing it's a it's a fun late night bar, but we'll we'll let let your let your team know too. Everybody's invited. If you're watching this, you're invited to December thirteenth at the Rusty Nail. <laughs> Come as you are. We're gonna put like I don't I don't think the Rusty Nail's ready because we've just we're just inviting everybody. And it's like Christmas parties are usually like formal, like you got to get dressed up and shit. But this is like literally come as you are. We're saying BYOB, bring your own beer money because we can't afford an open bar. So it's but it's three dollar beers. You can get a, you can get Jello shots and syringes. They call them tetanus shots. Oh, Jello shots two dollars. Awesome. It's like hometown bar shit. That's, 
freaking awesome. Yeah, it's a place you can actually afford to, to, to drink, drink some beer. and free parking. There's a big parking lot, so it's like you know, not like Midtown where you have to wor- where you have to worry about like paying for parking or drinks are drinks are uh, expensive and stuff. And we definitely have to get you at one of our rounds at Live Oak too. I'd love that. We yeah. would love to have you on a writer's round and get you connected with some of our other our other folks that are, that are that are that are that are rising up and stuff. Yeah. So where can people go to find you on all the socials and stuff? Um, it's Caitlin Killian Music on Instagram, Twitter. I think Twitter may be actually a little different. It's like called it's X. Like, oh, yeah. It's, it's X. X. No. X. <laughs> you know. X. <laughs> no do, you, do you tweet much? I'm, I'm terrible. About I was going to say, I don't do that shit at all. I tried the threads thing for a little bit, and that didn't really. It's just. I can't. I'm just. I, I used to be a lot better, but. I, I prefer Insta- Instagram yeah, and Instagram, Facebook are my go-to. Facebook, that's. And, tic- and, and yeah. the TikToks. You're on the TikToks, right? Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I forget. It's important. Important the, the TikToks. That's the important one. <laughs> yes. And of, course, and of course, Spotify, Apple Music. Yeah. It's Caitlin Killing Music. And um, yeah, I and, also am on YouTube. I just released a music video. Oh, really? Like, yeah. So you'll have to check that out. Sick. We'll put the link for that in the description because this whole episode will be on YouTube and stuff. So Perfect. we'll I have that. that. We'll have that. We'll get those get those subscribers up and everything. Yeah, so that's great. awesome. Well, y'all be sure to check out our girl Kate and Killer. Do we have a date on Golden Picture Frames? Do we know? It will be coming out in January. Okay, January. All right. Okay. So starting out twenty twenty four. Y'all be sure follow our girl Kate and Killer, and you'll get all the details on the new music, the new EP, all kinds of all kinds of good shit. And um yeah, it's been a pleasure getting to know yeah, you, sis. Thanks here. for having me. Of course. Anytime we'll definitely we'll do it. We'll do it again. Maybe maybe towards the end of next year we can recap your twenty twenty four and all great. that stuff. Let's yeah. do it. Well I'll be sure to check out Caitlin Killian. Uh, appreciate you guys and girls for watching as always. Be sure to follow her on all the socials. Be on the lookout for the new music. And uh shout out as always to our friends, Big Friendly Productions, Saxman Studios, Whale Ten Media, our boy Mitch Boss with the Digital Marketing Agency. You want to know more about us visit raisedrowdy.com you enjoyed what you heard and watched hit that subscribe button like rate subscribe tell your mama and them well as always uh this has been outside the round with me mapparel y'all have a great rest of your day One place for too long I ain't never been the best at saying I love you to a girl I love